Hey, what's up, guys? Pat Phelps here, and today was day one officially of Funnel Hacking Live 2019. Let's see what my biggest takeaways were and who my favorite speakers were. I have wasted years in a nine to five lifestyle making bosses' dreams come true. And now, for more than a year, I've learned all I can about building an online business. And now I'm jumping headfirst into the online world so that I can start making my dreams come true. Join me as I learn share and apply everything that is happening throughout my journey to finding freedom and fulfillment. I'm Pat Phelps, and this is the Freedom and Fulfillment Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Freedom and Fulfillment Radio. I am your host, Pat Phelps, and it is day one officially. I know I did a episode last episode, uh, day one, which is when we arrived in Nashville, but uh, today was the kickoff for uh, Funnel Hacking Live 2019, and uh, man, it's been good. Uh, there was a lot of good speakers, a lot of good content uh, given today, and uh, I just want to kind of go over a little recap, uh, not only for you, but also for me. Uh, you know, in the future, I can come back and look on it, look over this and uh, listen to it or whatever, and uh you know, so I'm going to kind of give some of the my favorite nuggets and little tips and stuff on this episode. Uh, so when I come back, or if you want to come back and listen, you can. That would be awesome. Uh, but anyways, so we started off with Russell Brunson, uh, which is the founder, uh, owner of ClickFunnels, um, all these things. And he kind of did a little recap, especially for like the newbies who are just hearing about click funnels so he kind of went over like the basics a little bit of a funnel like what elements it needs and uh, one of the biggest things that he stressed was the um the power and the necessity of uh hook story offer and everything that you do hook story offer hook story offer and he went over the uh the value of hook story offer. And so like, uh, for instance, like hook is like what catches your attention. Um, you know, what makes you stop scrolling through, uh, Facebook and, and look at like, like when you're scrolling through Facebook and you stop, like, like sometimes you just got to think like, okay, I just stopped and looked at this ad or looked at this picture or this video, but what about it made me stop and look at it? So that's kind of the hook aspect of it. Uh, the story is, you know, obviously the story and whatever you're marketing or selling, and um, you have to be you have to be able to get that across in a way that is intriguing, that makes people want to listen to you and want to know more about what it is you're marketing to them. Uh, so that that's pretty good. He used the example of a, a guy, which you may have even seen him online. He's a keto guy. And uh, the name of his, the name of his business actually, uh, actually has a story in it. So the name of his business is fit to fat to fit. And so he was fit, you know, keto guy worked out, you know, all these things. And he wanted to, understand his customers better so he actually went on this like uh time frame of 
wanting to understand his customers so much that he actually allowed himself to get fat. Like he started drinking a bunch of Cokes and like did all this stuff to get really, you know, overweight. And he went on a few TV, like he went on Jay Leno and as a overweight guy <laughs> and was talking about what he was doing. And, uh, and then, you know, he got back on keto to get fit again. And he used that as his, that was like his story. And so it was a hook fit to fat to fit is a hook and it's a story. Uh, and then you have the offer. So whenever you're selling a product or you're, you're doing something, you want to be able to package your offer in a way that increases the value uh, so that your customers will want to buy from you. So if you're selling something, let's say you're selling a, you know, a camera because I'm looking at a camera right now. Let's say you're selling a camera. Well, you know, you're trying to sell this camera, but they can easily just get on Amazon and buy that same exact camera. They can get on eBay, buy the same camera. Like, why, what differentiates you from Amazon or eBay to make them want to buy from you? Because, you know, if you put on the uh, online that you're selling a Canon M50 mirrorless camera, uh, they're going to be like, okay, well, I see that this dude's selling it for $700. Let's go see what Amazon's selling it for. And you'll find it on Amazon for like $5.99 or whatever. So what can you bundle in your offer to beat out your competition without lowering your price? So that's kind of what he was talking about at the beginning uh, was, you know, a lot of people just get in a race to the bottom, like to be the cheapest person. And then finally, you know, they get so cheap that they're not making any money. Uh, because, you know, their margins are so low and then they have to spend ad costs and the, then the market's so saturated, it's like it just gets less and less until basically your business dies. And so how to increase the value without decreasing the price was a huge thing. So uh, one of the things he mentioned, which is very low cost and just basically increases value like crazy is if you were to uh, package in like some kind of information product. Let, so if you're selling the Canon M50, you could do like, you know, information, uh, a whole video thing or whatever on, uh, you know, like all the technical things that the Canon M50 can do. You can do like a small little video course on how the Canon M50 uh, compares to other cameras, you can do some kind of video training on uh, how to make, you know, these awesome videos and action videos or whatever, like at the park while your friends are skating and stuff. That would be a cool info product that would automatically increase value. It would be no cost to you. And it would want people, it would make people want to buy from you instead of just Amazon because they're not going to get that from Amazon. You know, you can even bundle in other physical products like a bag or uh, I have on my camera that I'm looking at, I have a little uh, a Go mic on it. So it's a Rode, uh, you know, little shotgun mic on the top of it. You could package that in. You could package in the, the uh, like a gimbal or something or some kind of selfie stick or some kind of tripod or whatever to be able to hold it. 
uh, different lenses. Like you can do all these things. <clears throat> and so anything that you're selling or anything that you're doing, you want to think about like, what can I do to make this product way more valuable than what the people are going to be giving me in money to make them absolutely have to buy from me. Okay. So that's a huge takeaway. Um, I want to talk about my favorite speaker because for one, I'm a dad of three girls, which you know already. If you listen to my other episode, uh, his name is Matt Maddox and you may have heard of him. Uh, if you haven't, he has a son that is now like 17 years old and his son actually has done over a million dollars in his little, in his business. So his son is super successful and you know, his, he got his son started in this stuff at like age 12 and he talked about, uh, his actual title was how can you raise a young entrepreneur that changes the world? And so his, his message was super powerful. Uh, he actually comes from like a preacher background. So, uh, I go to church a lot. So it actually, I loved his style of speaking because it was like kind of like a preacher, you know? And there was a lot of times where he's like, clap your hands, everybody, you know, or turn to your neighbor and shake them and say something, you know, whatever. That's what preachers do, at least where I come from. <laughs> so it was interesting. Uh, but his his opening uh, comment was that or his opening story was about talking about how he was a good dad and like, you know, how a lot of people consider themselves to be good dads. And, you know, he started talking about like, you know, we were making money. Everything was good. You know, we weren't starving like we were living pretty good. You know, me and my son went on bike rides and played baseball and got ice cream and hung out and stuff. And then he's like, but good can be the enemy of great. And he said, I wanted to be a great dad. Like he he said that uh <clears throat> he was going to because he, he at the time. He said his son was like seven or eight years old and uh, he was doing a lot of speaking around around uh, America and stuff like traveling, doing speaking gigs and stuff. And he said that uh, he was leaving out one day where he was going to speak for like a whole week and he'd be gone. And uh, he said he was about to head out the door and his son started, you know, came and hugged his leg and started crying. And, you know, he was like, uh dad, you know, I don't want you to go and stuff. And his, he's like, man, I'll be back, you know, uh, I'll be back Monday. You know, we can, we're going to hang out. We're going to get ice cream. We're going to go on a bike ride. We'll do whatever you want. And, you know, he kind of like talked him out of, uh, you know, being sad that he was leaving. And he said he got on the plane, uh, to, to fly out. Cause he was flying from like Seattle to Florida or Florida, Seattle, some long flight or whatever. And uh, he started talking about how, like, he started envisioning his son on his 18th birthday and, like, what his son would have to say about him on his 18th birthday. And he said, he started envisioning, like, you know, how do I want my son to remember me? And, you know, how much of an impact... And how important do I want to be in my son's life 
when he reaches that age. And uh, he said he started just like jotting down all these ideas that he was having and like everything that that was going through his mind. And he said it really affected him because he was a good dad, but he wanted to be the best dad in the world to his son. And he said, so, you know, he put we put all this energy into being successful and finding money and, you know, going out and doing all these things to try and change the world. He said, you know, what if I was to put all of that energy and mindset into raising my son? He said, so at that moment, like everything changed. Like he's he started doing everything so differently. And I he was my favorite speaker by far because just the way that he spoke, the message that he had, like everything was so good. <clears throat> and uh, one of his quotes was, be the most positive, authentic, kind, loving, high integrity human being your kids have ever met. So that was his mission. That was like his mission from then on. And he did a lot of things to raise his kid in a way that, you know, it's not the norm. Like, it's not what normal people will tell you to do. You know, he said he even pulled his son out of school because he felt like it was a prison for him because he was going to school for six to eight hours a day, you know, learning uh, stuff from school. But there was so many more important things that he wanted his son to know that the school wasn't teaching him. So he pulled him out, uh, had him start doing homeschool, <clears throat> you know, for like two hours a day. And then he said after that, he said, I started, you know, getting my son to do things that actually would benefit his life and help him change the world. So he said, I could either focus on something that I can do to try and change the world, focus on getting success for myself, or I can build my son up in a way that he will change the world. And so that to me, that was powerful because I have, I have three daughters they're still very young, and luckily I actually got to speak to him after the event, and my question to him was, what would you do differently if you had three daughters? <laughs> and he was just like, oh, wow, you know, because he has one son, and uh, he's like, man, I should be asking you what I should do, because <laughs> I don't have any daughters. And uh, he was like, well, I definitely do a lot of daddy-daughter dates and stuff like that. I said, okay, cool. You know, I've done that. They're still really young, so they don't really understand it all the way yet. But uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that. And, uh, you know, he, he, I told him how young they were. And he's like, well, <clears throat> you know, I would definitely have them listening to things while they're sleeping. He said, because there are we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind is things that, you know, we don't necessarily know that we're learning, but we're learning them. So while you're sleeping, like you're still hearing what's going around uh, on around you and it's like programming your subconscious mind uh, and you may not even know it. Like you're learning things without knowing you're learning them, basically. So that was pretty interesting. He was definitely my favorite speaker. <clears throat> I can't wait till tomorrow because there's a guy named Myron Golden speaking and I definitely want to hear him speak. Uh, so anyways, yeah, so after the speakers, we got to do, uh, there was like a networking event. It was super crowded. <laughs> it was really hard to stand in one place because pe so many people were walking by and like, 
literally just super crowded. And uh, anyways, then we go back inside and they did a uh, we we got to watch a documentary on uh, Operation Underground Railroad, which is uh, it's a nonprofit that uh, ClickFunnels helps support and endorse to uh, try to stop and combat uh, human child sex trafficking uh, in places like, you know, Colombia and some other places down south, um, Cambodia and these other places. And so it was this whole documentary of live footage from this Operation Underground Railroad going into Colombia and they busted like they they ended up saving like or rescuing a hundred and like twenty three I think uh, children uh, from these sex traffickers all in one day like in the course of three hours they basically set up three different operations in one day in three different locations uh, and 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 just busted them like they they got live footage they got them to commit. They got them to pay. They got them to talk about everything that they're going to do all on tape so that they can uh, put these guys away for a really, really, really long time. And then once they save the kids, they actually bring them to a rehabilitation center where they help teach and train these kids on how to live normal again and how to have a normal life and stuff like that. So it was a super, super powerful documentary, and it was very, very interesting, especially because it was all live footage. So that that was super awesome. And now it's like I'm, I'm recording this. It's like 12.20 a.m. right now. So we just got back to the hotel. I'm about to – I wanted to do this uh, podcast episode real quick. And so that way, like I said, you guys will have it. I'll have it. <clears throat> Come back to it. Listen to it. Uh, I'm going to try to do another one tomorrow after tomorrow's event. Uh, kind of the same style, like just my biggest takeaways and my my favorite speaker type deal. And uh, try to keep bringing you guys some content. So anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed it. Go crush it. And I appreciate you guys. Reach out if you want to. Uh, I'm here. Ask me questions. And uh, I'll see you next time.